This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone welcome to tribe talk jim rosenhouse along with you this weekend we're in st petersburg florida where the indians are taking on the tampa bay rays and, and really a big series as heading into this series the indians were trailing the twins by three and a half games in the division but that wild card race up for grabs the indians had a game and a half lead over oakland heading into play friday night tampa bay was a game behind oakland in the battle for that last wild card spot, the last of two. And Boston was hanging around five and a half back. So certainly a big series for the Tribe this weekend here in St. Pete. They'll play again Saturday night at 6-10 and Sunday afternoon at 1-10 to complete the three-game series. Coming up on this week's show, a real nice interview with Aaron Savali, who's been one of the top Indian starting pitchers since being called up from the minor leagues to make his debut at about the midway point. Ron Mio Reyes will join us as well. Always fun to visit with him. And we'll hear from Yu Chang and Jason Lin. Chang up from the minor leagues to fill in for Jose Ramirez at third base. And Jason Lin, the international cross-checker who was a scout at the time, who found him over in Taiwan. And we'll also hear from James Harris, Indians Director of Player Development. That's all coming up shortly. But first, our look back at the week in review. And after an off-day Monday, the road trip started on an upbeat note for the Indians on Tuesday night in the Motor City. Driving Tigers and the Indians got the scoring started in the first inning courtesy of Yasiel Puig. Puig, the right-handed hitting right fielder, swings and drives one to deep center, but back goes Castro, and it goes over his head. Hits the grass, goes all the way to the wall. Coming home to score Santana and Puig with a double. Boy, Castro nonchalanted that to dead center. A bullet line drive that sailed over his head. And the Indians do take advantage of the Rodriguez miscue and lead one to nothing. Later in the first inning, Jason Kipnis came up big. Turnbull's ready. Here it comes. And it's swung on, hit tie and deep to left. Reyes is back. Track wall. Gone! Well, Jason Kipnis... Almost on cue. Hits fifth in place of Jose Ramirez and does his best Jose imitation. A two-out, two-run home run the other way. And it's 3 nothing Indians. And Kipnis has 
His 14th home run. It gives him 60 RBIs. And that was just the start of a big series for Kipnis. The Tigers got a run back in the second inning, but that would be all that Adam Pletko would allow in one of his strongest outings of the season. Nothing fancy here from Pletko, just moving his pitches around nicely. The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. Another strikeout for Adam Pletko, his ninth and a new career high. It was 4-1 to one Tribe, and in the seventh, they blew it wide open with a two-out rally, starting with Franmil Reyes. The 1-1 to Reyes. A swing and a drive! Deep left center field! Away, back, and gone! Wow, is that big boy territory where Franmil Reyes just blasted a three-run homer to left center. And the Indians lead it 7-1. to one. Mike Freeman followed with a single, and then Roberto Perez launched another one. Now the payoff. Swung on and a rocket to left. Down the line she goes. Way out of here. Roberto Perez hits number 21. It's a 9-1 Indians lead. Five runs after two men were out. And Francisco Lindor capped off the big inning. Now the two-strike delivery. Swing by Lindor and a long drive deep left field. Reyes on the run, tracked near the wall. This ball hits off the top of the wall, comes back into play. In to score from first is Naquin. Lindor with a double. He hit it high off the top of that left field wall down in the left field corner. And it's 10-1 to Indians. Lindor's second double tonight. 57 RBIs on the year. 10-1 to was the final score. The Indians a winner on Tuesday night. On Wednesday, it was Aaron Savali against Jordan Zimmerman, the pitching matchup in Detroit. And the Indians got the scoring started in the second inning. Jason Kipnis at the plate. Kipnis swings, hammers one deep right field. It's got a chance. Gone! Jason Kipnis homered to left last night. Homers to right tonight. And he continues to torture Jordan Zimmerman. Now nine for 14 lifetime. And Kipnis with his 15th homer of the year. A line drive laser to right puts the Tribe up one to nothing. In the fifth, the Tigers tied the game at one on a solo home run by Dowell Lugo. But the Indians jumped right back on top in the sixth inning thanks to Carlos Santana. Swung on line drive, base hit up the alley in left center. Indians take the lead. Dixon cuts it off. The left fielder holds Santana to an RBI single. 2-1 to one Cleveland and another excellent piece of hitting by Carlos Santana who shoots an RBI single to left center and the Indians are back on top. 2-1 to one. Santana now with 80 RBIs. Tigers tied it again in the bottom of the sixth. That evened things up at two, but once again the Indians answered with Francisco Lindor in the eighth inning. Swung on, hit a ton. Deep left center field on the run as Reyes on the wall. It hits the wall, bounces over. That's a home run. He hit the top of the wall in left center, and it bounces over for a home run. And Lindor puts the Indians on top, 3-2. to two. He hit the ball to left center, same area as 
Franmil Reyes from last night, the difference was about 30 feet shorter. Reyes racing back, that ball hit the top of the wall and ricocheted over for a home run. Then in the ninth inning, insurance from Jason Kipnis. The 3-1 pitch. Swung on, hit a ton. Deep right field. Back goes Demerit. Leaps at the wall, it is gone. And Kipnis has a multi-homer game. Four to two Indians on a towering homer to right. Jason Kipnis with his second solo homer to right tonight. And in the bottom of the ninth, Brad Hand showed the all-star form that he had in the first half of the season. Hand sets at the belt and lets it rip. Swing and a fly ball to right. Not deep. Toward the line is Puig on the run. Makes the catch. Ball game. The Indians have beaten the Tigers for the 13th consecutive time. And the Indians keep the heat on the Minnesota Twins. Downing Detroit tonight by a final score of 4-2. to two. So the Indians won it by that 4-2 to two final. On to Thursday afternoon. Looking for the sweep in Detroit. They had Mike Clevenger on the mound, and just like the first two games of the series, the Indians started the scoring in this one thanks to Francisco Lindor, this time in the third. And it's hit a ton to right. Back goes Demerit. He's at the wall looking up. It is gone. Frankie Lindor goes Apo. They homered last night the other way. He gets number 25 the other way here in the third. A towering home run to right by Francisco Lindor, and the Indians have a one nothing lead. Frankie Lindor with 25 home runs, and that is just his sixth home run right-handed. And on the mound, it was the Mike Clevenger show at its finest. Again, the payoff pitch. Strike three called on a breaking ball that froze him. Clevenger will finish the day with eight shutout innings and 10 strikeouts. The Indians two, the Tigers nothing. Lindor's sacrifice fly in the seventh inning gave the Indians a 2-0 lead and in the ninth, Brad Hand was on to finish up the shutout. Tigers down to their last strike as the Indians lead this ball game 2-0. Two down in the ninth, nobody on and a two strike count on Hicks the pinch hitter. Here comes Hand's pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him with a high heater. Ball game. Brad Hand notches save number 33. And the Indians get a 1-2-3 inning from Hand and shut out the Detroit Tigers again today by a 2-0 score. The fifth time this year the Indians have shut out the Tigers and the 11th time this year the Indians have held the Tigers to two runs or fewer. And it also marks the 14th consecutive win for the Indians over the Tigers, something they had never accomplished before. So the Indians swept the Tigers in Detroit, and on Friday night, right here in St. Petersburg, they opened the series with the Rays on a downbeat note. Good pitching by Shane Bieber, but four runs in the seventh inning gave the Rays the 4-0 victory. That's your look back at the Week in Review. Stay tuned. When we return, we'll hear from Tribe starting pitcher Aaron Savali. That's after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to 
stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. The pitch swung on, skied in the air to right center. Puig, the right fielder, makes the catch. How about Savali? 91 pitches in seven innings, his longest major league outing, and he has just been sensational again tonight. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg this weekend. We're down in Florida where the Indians are hoping to get this series in. Obviously, the, the hurricane headed this way, and... The Indians so far, schedule-wise, remain here, and everything is supposed to work out okay through Sunday before the hurricane is expected to make landfall in Florida early next week. Well, the Indians came from Detroit, where on Wednesday night, Aaron Savali notched his second major league win. He has thrown the ball extremely well in all of his major league starts so far. In fact, his earned run average is hovering under two runs a game so far in his big league career. And after picking up the win Wednesday in Detroit, we had a chance to catch up with him. And he said it's hard not to follow the lead of this stellar Indians pitching staff. Taking it day by day and following suit to guys that are throwing before me. Um, just taking what they go into the games and trusting everything that's happening and just taking it one day at a time and kind of see, see some success before me and try and mimic that um, little friendly competition. You know, it's interesting as I talked to, to Mike Clevenger the other day about being the old guy on the <laughs> starting rotation. It wasn't long, that long ago that he was in your spot. And, and how do those guys help you? Is there anything specific they can do for you? Um, a lot of it's visual, just watching how they go about their business. Um, everyone sees what they do on the mound, but there's a lot more behind the scenes that goes on for all these guys. Um, there's a lot of hard work that goes into this. So, but yeah, just conversations throughout the week, during the game, the dugout was watching video or whatever there's there's a lot of things that happen so it's just kind of all feeding off each other you go to school at northeastern which is not considered a baseball factory although they have had more than just you reach the major leagues uh, what led you there and, and what was the overriding determining factors to get you there and how did it shape you and, and allow you to get drafted by the indians so uh coming out of high school wasn't anything crazy it's probably 86 to 88 uh, through a fastball and a curveball. So baseball, I wasn't sure where that was going to take me. Kind of approached that, used baseball to get into the best school I could academically and find the best combination of both. Once at Northeastern, kind of three years of development led me to where I am. But just the there's a lot of hard work that went between high school, between my senior year of high school and junior year of college, um, which led me to the Indians. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, can't really put it into any words. Uh, there's no one thing that I did, but uh, it was an awesome opportunity that I had, both academically and athletically, and just rolled with how baseball success happened, and but still had to keep the academics going. Oh, I, and I can hear some some ears perking up from parents out there who heard you mention academics, and. 
you are a mechanical engineer at Northeastern. That's not a slouch uh, degree program at all. And explain how challenging that could be at times for you. Yeah, um, did not have too much free time between classes and homework and baseball. It's a lot of traveling. It's a lot to keep up with, but it kept me busy. Um, just takes a lot of focus to accomplish that, but um, definitely prepared me to when I need to get something done. I, I've I've done it before. Um, travel schedule in the spring, being in a northeastern program, not just at northeastern, just being in the northeast. Uh, there's a lot of travel to the south, so taking traveling with baseball, missing classes, making up with them, just meeting with teachers, meeting with tutors, whatever I had to get done. Uh, I got it got it done um, but yeah it was definitely a challenge and I, I don't regret one bit of it travel part of it when the Red Sox were in town they mentioned that you face them in a spring training game Northeastern would go down and, and face the Red Sox in an early game for them and they they said you fared very well uh, did that have any impact on, on really helping you uh, maybe not turn things around or, or but just get going and give you some confidence that, that maybe there would be some pitching at another level um, yeah, I mean, might have opened my eyes a little bit. I know it opened some other eyes, so it gave me some opportunities. I know that was a strong reason why I had an opportunity to have a temporary contract in the Cape that ended up, I, I stayed the whole year. But uh, I, I'm not sure if I would have had that opportunity had that one game specifically happened. Um, it's, it's an incredible opportunity that Northeastern and the Red Sox put together every year that give kids from mostly New England the opportunity to play against their the guys they root growing up um, or even against if you're not a Red Sox fan growing up rooting for them you still just sharing the field with those guys it's an awesome opportunity and it's a great experience to close it out uh, obviously you've had a good run the Indians are in in a pen of chase trying to earn a playoff spot are you able to enjoy that, or are you so locked in on what you do that it, it's kind of tough to really enjoy the day-to-day the -day of what's going on here? Oh, absolutely enjoying it. Um, like you said, just taking it day-to-day. -day. Uh, this is, Clubhouse is an awesome place. All the guys in here are awesome. We're all working towards that one goal of winning each day and continuing to win as long as we can. Um, we want the last game of the year to be a win and not a loss. Um, just everyone's goal is that so we're all working towards that yeah, it's been a fun ride certainly and uh, Aaron thanks a lot for coming by appreciate it yeah appreciate it thanks for having me all right real nice visit and interesting background for Aaron Savali some good perspective there on both athletics and academics for Savali stay tuned when we come back we'll hear from Indians designated hitter Fran Mil Reyes that's after this break on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, where the Indians are taking on the Rays this weekend. Don't forget, you can hear our show on the Indians radio network each weekend. It usually comes down the line on Saturday, a couple hours prior to the Indians game that week. Or you can tune in at Indians.com. All the additions archived there at the Indians website. And uh, another spot where you can find Tribe Talk in podcast form, you can find it on Apple iTunes or the iHeartRadio app. So a bunch of different ways to hear our show each week. Well, the Indians have received a nice lift from Fran Mil Reyes, acquired in the trade from 
the San Diego Padres right at the trade deadline, that three-team deal that also included the Cincinnati Reds. And after a slow start, some big home runs from Reyes, including one last Sunday that tied a game against the Royals, brought the Indians all the way back from five runs down late. And uh, Reyes says that while he's been hot of late, there have been some keys to getting him going at the plate. I would say the confidence that I have at the plate that's one of the best key of the success I'm having right now. Like I'm finally getting to select my pitches uh, and put good swing on the ball, not trying to do too much. How much of that is, is tied to a trade for the first time in your career, midseason going to a new team? How difficult was that, and, and did that come into play a little bit when you first got here looking back on it now? Kind of sad at the beginning. Like, weird to me, like, you know, first time I got trade, gone to a new team, new, and uh, recognizing the new pictures, like, it was a little bit tough. But now getting to see all those pictures before the game and the computer and all of that and try to see, like, what pictures they have, like, not going to tell you the we're going to do a lot of things out there, but you will feel more comfortable if you see uh, at least like a couple videos. That's most of the things that I'm doing, like trying to uh, see videos of the pictures that are starting the next day or the same day and uh, trying to get myself prepared for the game. And I think compared to to the beginning when I got traded, like it's been a big difference. Like now I feel very comfortable to play and, and uh, very confident with my team. In New York, the Mets series, you, you didn't start the three games, which obviously you want to play every day. I know you got at-bats in that series, but was that helpful, just kind of taking a step back and to give you a chance to kind of get your bearings with under you a little bit? Yeah, um, definitely, yes. Like, right after the fifth inning, I used to go to the cage. Every time we were in defense, I, I was swinging at least two or three rounds, try some drills that that I was working with my hitting coach and those drills now are part of my routine it kind of get me prepared to for the game and uh, you know I'm, I'm working very hard but those three days like helped me uh, a lot because I had the chance to be alone and 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 work very hard you know like it was only one cage and we have a lot of hitters that want want to work they have their routines but you know when I went there to the cage, I was alone because everyone else was in defense. They kind of got me uh, prepared to, to do all those drills. Sunday, a two-home run game, including the, the game-tying home run ninth inning. Explain to the fans, what's that like when, when you hit a home run like that, allowing the team to come all the way back and tie a game in that spot? What's the feeling when you're rounding the bases? Honestly, not of my career. That was one of the best moments in my life. Just running the bases when I turned second and I looked to the dugout and I was I saw how all my teammates were pumped up. It was it was crazy moment. It was very good. I really thank God for the opportunity that shows right there. And uh thank God for, for giving me the opportunity to to get everything done for my team. I see a good pitch to hit. I put a good swing on it. That's why it happened. Team-wise, the Indians will be without Jose Ramirez for a while. Could be the rest of the regular season. Uh, when you look at, at ways to make up for that, you could be a big part of that. And uh, first, the reaction when, when he went down, and then 
what is the mindset in here in terms of, of trying to recover and, and make up for some of the production that he has? You know, those things um, can happen in any moment. So, like, we were really sad of what happened to Halsey, but, you know, uh, we hope everything, uh, um, he heals pretty quick and uh, everything gets well soon. And uh, we just have to look forward and, and keep doing the same we were doing, just playing hard as a group together and win a lot of games. I remember when you were traded here, you, you said you were excited because you were looking forward to, to playing with this group. Now that you've gotten to know everybody, uh, has it exceeded what, what maybe you thought it would be? So, has it been better than, than maybe what you thought it would be, or, or is it about what you figured it might be? I, I, won't, I won't say that because, like, since the moment I met all these guys, like, they showed me they were great people. Like, I, I, was, I never thought it was going to be tough and all, all like that. The first day before I know them, yes, I was kind of nervous because I didn't know how it was going to be, but... When I get to the clubhouse and I see all of them come and come to my locker and introduce themselves, it was, it kind of gave me a lot of confidence, like, feel like family, like how it was back there in San Diego. They make me, they make me feel like they knew, knew me since a long time ago. Like, it was great. And now, like, I feel the same. Like, they're great people. That's Fran Mil Reyes, Indians designated hitter who has uh, really started to swing the bat well for the Tribe. Stay tuned. Our final segment comes your way shortly after this break on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who's the greatest of all time? For my money, it's Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle. It literally saves you money. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Look, it's simple. I've said it before Boys and I'll say it again. And if all the heroes take away the zeros, and what you got? One big trophy of me saying, no I told you so. I disagree. Thanks, fellas. Took the words right out of my mouth. There's really no debate. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle is a winning combination. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Chang with a high drive to deep center. Starling's going back. Onto the track. At the wall. This ball is high off the 19-foot wall. Kicks toward right center. Chang is into third. He's being stopped with a triple. Oh, he almost had a shot. Headed inside the Parker. Those aren't boos, folks. Those are yous. And it didn't take long for this big crowd at Progressive Field to welcome you, Chang, to Cleveland. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. Indians and Rays this weekend. Big series for both ball clubs. And the Indians having to go at it the final month of the season without their outstanding third baseman, Jose Ramirez. Certainly a big blow to the lineup. And one of those filling in at third base is Yu Chang. He's up from the minor leagues, and he had a big day Sunday against Kansas City last week with his first base hit first extra base hit and when we had a chance to visit with him he talked about the differences this time around as compared to his first stint with the Indians earlier this season uh, because Tito just told me say just like a triple player and uh, just play yourself don't don't think play like a big thing just play myself side yeah let's have fun something yeah 
you get your first two hits out of the way on, on Sunday. What was that feeling like for you to, to know you've got a major league base hit under your belt? Uh, I just, not think too much, just hit the ball hard and uh, see the ball strike, just hit the ball. And uh, I, I'm so excited, my big first hit, first hit. And it seems like you're more prepared this time around. When, when you came up in Baltimore, I know you were coming off the injury, but how have you improved since going back, your time at AAA, how did you improve down there to come back this time? I was came out very nervous and uh, think too much, yeah. You're here as, as someone who's from Taiwan. You handle the English language pretty good. Uh, how much English did you know when you came over here? Uh, zero. Zero? Yeah, zero, yeah. So how did you learn it? And obviously a, a five-year span seems like a long time, but when you're trying to learn a brand new language, not easy. How did you learn when you first got here? Uh, maybe English class and the teammate helped me a lot. Any teammates that we might know who were particularly helpful at all? Uh, Greg Allen. Greg Allen. Yeah. And the Eric Stamets. Eric Stamets. Yeah. Bobby Reddy, something. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of teammates help, help me a lot. So, yeah. You're doing pretty good. I got to tell you. Thank you. <laughs> Chang, thanks so much for coming by and congratulations on, on getting it rolling up here. All right. Thank you very much. That's you, Chang, with translation help from Jason Lennon, one of the people who found him. He is an international cross checker now for the Indians. Been in the organization a long time. And uh, Jason, at the time, you were helping in the international scouting department. And uh, you and a, a, another familiar name, John Mirabelli, and a scout named Alan Lin were over in Taiwan. That's where you found him back in 2011? Yeah, back in 2011 when I was a scouting assistant, um, Alan Lin, who was our Pacific Rim scout at the time had identified you as a 16-year-old um, and notified John Mirabelli and myself that you know this was a player of interest and that we you know would, would need to see him as soon as possible. So when you think about scouting in this country, the amateur scouts they they go to high school games, they go to college games, they go to the showcases, anything where high school kids are available to see. How does it work over there? Is it any way similar to to see a player? Yeah, so in, in Taiwan specifically, they play a lot of games, a lot of tournaments. Um, so in terms of that aspect, you, you get a pretty good feel for how they compete in games. It's it's a lot different than Latin America where they have more workouts. Um, and in the U.S., it's um, you kind of have seasons. In, in Taiwan, it's a full 12-month year um, kind of calendar in terms of tournaments and practice and stuff. So a good amount of opportunities to see those kids in game settings, which is pretty unique from a scouting standpoint. You mentioned Latin American. Obviously, the Indians have a, an academy in the Dominican Republic. There's a, a pretty good focus there. Competition-wise, other organizations, how much is that going on over in Taiwan and the Far East? Yeah, so, so it's interesting. It's a little bit different. So in Asia, there's no academies, but I think the scouting focus is, is still you know, similar to Latin America where um, a lot of teams are going there to evaluate talent. Um, it's just a little bit different because we're – it's, it's you don't sign the kids at 16 so it's the timetable is a little bit different but um, I think from an industry standpoint you know there's a good amount of focus there in terms of evaluating the talent there because of your involvement with Yu Chang starting in 2011 what was it like for you 
not only the other day in, in Cleveland, but also in Baltimore. I know you were there personally in Baltimore to, to see him finally reach the major leagues. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly rewarding. I think every scout, you know, player development, um, personnel, you know, feels the same way when that happens. It's just such a rewarding feeling. Um, you know, you kind of treat them like your family, like, you know, you're like your brothers. And so to see him when he was 16 um, in high school in Taiwan to making his major league debut in Baltimore, just a really, really special feeling. I mean, so excited for him and his family. It's, it's, it's pretty unique, so... It'll be fun to watch him progress. Jason, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Thanks, Josie. Appreciate it. And again, that's Indians international scouting cross-checker Jason Lin helping with some of the translation there and also filling us in on how they found Yu Chang over in Taiwan. Well, Chang, a product of the farm system, and the farm system will be churning here this weekend with September call-ups coming starting on Sunday. James Harris is the Indians director of player development, and uh, we talked to him about a lot of the players at AAA Columbus this week. And uh, he spent the week there as they finished up their minor league season, and he talked about the preparations for September call-ups. I like to have authentic conversations and be able to see the guys work and, and develop and feel like the closer we get to, to the trade deadline or later in the year, the closer we get to September call-ups. Don't want guys to feel that I'm there judging them. So I like to get down there ahead of time so I can spend time with, with the, the guys. When I say the guys, both the players and staff, um, and, and hope to contribute to their development. Well, let's start with uh, going around the diamond and, and start on the pitcher's mound. And, again, these are players that are, are having good seasons, and uh, this is not necessarily reflected on who's getting called up or who's not on September 1st or beyond because Columbus is in the uh, postseason in the International League. But uh, a young man who, who spent some time on the disabled list this year, but when he has pitched, has put up unbelievable strikeout totals, and that's James Karinchak. And what have you seen development-wise from him, aside from just the obvious, the, the high number of strikeouts? Yeah, I mean, the first thing people will see is that when he goes in the game, he strikes guys out, and he help, he can help improve his team. Uh, the things that people don't see is this guy is one is a meticulous worker off the field. He brings a great attitude day in and day out, and he, he loves to win and compete. And you can see that both on the field and what he does in the weight room. Things that we're, we're looking to see more of is just the ability to, to hold runners. The good news is that he doesn't allow very many runners, but when he does, um, we want to be able to focus on that and then just put him in situations that are, whether it be high leverage or low leverage, so he can be prepared to help our major league team whenever that call may come. Always fun to see some players who move quickly through the system. Kyle Nelson's a lefty reliever who started the season at single A. What has he done to get to triple A Columbus and really be on the radar now for the Indians? Yeah, Kyle's a lefty that, that, I mean, he comes in as a reliever and you can always depend on him to, to help his team. Like he's a, a guy that, that throws that slider quite a, quite a bit and it works. And uh, he's, he's fun to watch when he's out there. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have a, a good major league veteran down there who I know has had some injury issues, James Hoyt. And uh, what are you seeing from him as the season draws to a close here and, and uh, he tries to, to see where he's at? Yeah, very similar to Camp Hill. When guys are coming off of injury, like one of the things that you want them to be able to do is you want them to be able to show their stuff consistently and then be able to re recover between outings. And James is just getting to the point where he's able to do that. Like, so he's had, had the, the knee and wasn't feeling uh, completely healthy last year, but now we have an opportunity for him to be able to show what he has day in and day out. It's been it's been cool to see him come back. He does it with a smile on his face, and we're glad that he's healthy. 
Bobby Bradley, another player who uh, made a, a, a good first impression at the major leagues, but you could see there were some struggles there too. Uh, how has he fared after going back to AAA Columbus? Yeah, I mean, young players that come up, they get a touch of the major league environment. In his case, you get, you get up there, but you don't play very much, which, I mean, we have a really good first baseman, as all, all of our fans know. Um, but you get, a, you get a good taste. You get to see what's expected of you down there, and then you come down to AAA, and you start to work on those things. But when you do that, that does come with a little bit of disappointment because you're not in the major leagues anymore. So we're putting him in a situation where the work will take care of itself. And if he, if he comes in, he puts in the work consistently every single day, he'll get everything that he's, he's, he's working towards. We just have to make sure that that's on the top of mind for him. And uh, finishing up on the position player side, uh, you always need catching because of the imminent chance of injury, you know, at certain points, certainly on the major league level. So you like to have that good depth. How's Eric Haas doing? We, we've seen him in the past, and, and I know he's always been on the radar. Yeah, he's a, he's a steady guy. I've been in our organization for a really long time. I'm, Major League staff is very familiar with him. Um, he's a leader for us in AAA. Um, he handles the pitchers really well. They like throwing to him, and he's built great relationships there. And then he'll give you a good at-bat at the plate. Um, so we're excited. We're, we're excited about Eric and uh, looking forward to seeing what happens here in the next couple months. And, again, those are just some of the names. There are others as well that uh, uh, the AAA Columbus team, which has had a, a really good year one loss-wise. Also prospect-wise, they have uh, given the Indians a, a good boost on so many occasions this season, and uh, certainly that'll come into play here in the month of September. James, thanks so much. I know you got a busy week ahead, but we appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's James Harris, Indians Director of Player Development, and that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week when the Indians are on the road in a slightly large series against the Minnesota Twins. That could be... A make-or-break series by the time the Indians get there. We'll see, but it certainly should be a lot of fun, and that's where we'll be next week for Tribe Talk. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Enjoy your Saturday night. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 